0: On to the science fiction. Story number one, Humans are Weird, Shots, written by Betty Adams. Yeah, just got the call. I need it down in the engine compartment, so sorry, later. Both sister stared blankly out after the back of the retreating human as she tried to process this suddenly empty medical pay. She clicked the mandible thoughtfully and placed the syringe back in the sterile cabinet that she had drawn it from. She lifted her hand to the comm unit on the wall and activated it. Chief Engineer, she said crisply, this is Chief Medic. After a moment, the device chimed yes. The cheerful answer came back. Did you summon Fifth Engineer to aid you? Fourth Sister asked. Fifth Oh, you mean Robinson, Chief Engineer asked. No, he's scheduled for a medbay visit today, according to my chart. Why? He just left the medical bay in a state of agitation, citing the necessity of his presence in engineering, she explained. Well, that's weird, Chief Engineer muttered. Was he done with his treatment? No, fourth sister snapped, in fact, I was about to administer... She cut herself off, remembering that humans' restriction on medical information about Chief Engineer burst out laughing. "'You were about to administer his nutrient shot,' he surmised. "'Yeah, he's scared of needles. You should have to track him down and basically drag him back to the med bay for that.' "'Human law does not allow me to be forced medical treatment,' false sister pointed out. "'You won't have to force him,' Chief Engineer asserted her. "'This is literally a do-or-die situation.' "'Tell you what, I'll have Jonesy drag him back and sit him down in the chair. "'Oh, yeah, be prepared for him to pass out. "'Safety restraints might be a good idea.' Four sister clasped her mandibles together and laid her full back against her head. "'There was so much wrong with that statement, and she didn't know where to start. "'How, precisely,' she finally asked, "'is second navigator going to capture and return him to the medical bay? "'She is perhaps the fourth of his mass.' I told you, Chief Engineer said cheerfully. It is not a matter of force. She is the best to convince him. I've seen Fifth Engineer walk into the medical bay, Fourth Sister said thoughtfully, under his own power, with a hand span of cryosteel lodged under his thigh. He was laughing over it. So, Chief Engineer asked, why is he afraid of sterile subdermal needle to the point of safety restraints unnecessary? Fourth Sister demanded. Spike me if I know, Chief Engineer said cheerfully. Phobias aren't supposed to make sense. There we go. Jonesy says she caught him in the cafeteria, and she'll have him back in your seat in two shakes of a cat's tail. Cheers, and remember the restraints. The comm chimed off, and fourth sister lowered her hand. She drew out a long breath and released it. Humans. End of story. Story number two. Humans are weird. Communication? Written by Betty Adams Have you completed your analysis for the 35 Trills? Cut off the question abruptly as his companion performed one of those contortions nearly unique to humans Human friend Steve's head swiveled on that preposterous column of a neck And his eyes focused on the scrubby trees to the side His face flexed and the polite attention and he had been given 35 trolls and lit up with delight His throat pulsed noiselessly for a moment and then emitted a series of clicks and trills that was almost intelligible. Thirty-five trills cast around in confusion to see who the human friend Steve was speaking or attempting to speak to. An answering series of the same sounds, again almost intelligible, emanated from the shrub, but this echo carried wild and animalistic undertones that sent thirty-five trills shamelessly darting under the human friend Steve's hat for cover. One of the near-invisible Granivals was now perched at the end of the branch, seemingly conversing with the human. However, they quickly passed on with the human's long stride, and the human friend Steve turned his attention back to the sentient companion. ''Have I what now?'' human friend Steve asked in the same casual tone he'd been using throughout their conversation. ''Were you just conversing with that animal?'' 35 Charles demanded, poking his sensory horns out from under the protection of the hat. Human friend Steve blinked slowly and tilted his head to one side as he visibly shifted his specter of thoughts. ''No,'' he replied slowly. ''I was just uh, mimicking it, I guess.'' ''Why?'' 35 Charles demanded. ''In the course of the main branch, why? Were you determining if there were more?'' ''I know your bizarre pattern recognition had already found that one. That's why you smiled. Why?'' Even Frenste gave a slow shrug and sauntered on. ''Don't know,'' he said uh, finally. ''Just something I do, I guess.'' Thirty-five trills ran his wing hooks over his sensory horns and fought back a hiss of frustration. There was always a reason for this madness. He was increasingly glad that it wasn't his stated job to determine it. End of story. Story number three. Humans are weird. Fluffle bums. The last shipment of feed was contaminated, human friend Ellen announced as she joined them at the table. The gathering of trisks turned towards her and varying degrees of annoyance and perturbation. On the one leg, there was a very concerning state of events for the complication plague research station. On the other leg, human friend Ellen had worked with the Trisk for more than long enough to know and respect their taboos of interrupting. However, as she slung her leg over the bench, the bifocal gaze was fixed grimly on the tablet as she had dropped on the surface. Gesturker mimicked the sight to the best of his abilities and took the situation in his grouping appendages. We'd appreciate the details of that statement, Gesturker said. It is the grains from the Flufflebums, human friend Adam said. A silicate fungus got past the quarantine somehow. Seventh Sister discovered it while it was still in quarantine, so it hasn't affected our existing stools, But we don't dare use any of the shipment now. It's jumped three bulkheads that we've seen, so we have to assume that the whole shipment is contaminated. The table fell into silence as the gathered agricultural experts considered this. Half of them were clearly bristling at the human friend Ellen's rudeness. Finally, Kasturka spoke. Human friend Ellen, he said with careful tones, I have a question. No, we can't feed it to the Flufflebums anyway, she interjected. The fungus won't kill them, but the buildup over time will cause impaction in their guts. But, uh, human friend Ellen, Kasturka tried again, and we could try sprouting the so far untouched grains, but we think that will only increase the growth rate of the fungus. Human friend Ellen went on. The gathered Trisk waited for her to gather her thoughts. Watching her whirl all over forward-facing eyes, human really were false in nature. Nothing stopped them. Finally, Kasturka spoke, firmly and quickly. Human friend Ellen, what is a flufflebum? He demanded. Huh? Human friend Alan stared at him and blinked a few times. What is a fluffle bum? Christoka said. You know, human friend Alan said, with a vague wave in the direction of the coops. The chickens. Have you meant chickens? Christoka said carefully. Why do you call them fluffle bums? Just look at them, human friend Alan said, her face spreading into a grim. Their bums are all like 70% fluff. The Trisk continued to stare at her, waiting for an explanation, but her eyes had dropped down to the tablet as she began muttering to herself about discants and grain yields. End of story Story number four Humans are weird, a very surprising omelette, written by Betty Adams Will we be able to ingest the food substance? Twistunder asked. He and Tumble's left were hydrating in one of the hydrocarbon tubs that seemed ubiquitous in human supplies. The room around them had been decorated for a human celebration of some sort, and they had asked permission to observe the decorations before the party began. They had been happily scooting around, taking notes on the color schemes when Tristunder's appendages had begun to itch. The ever-helpful humans had provided them with a hydration chub. From there, they could watch the bustle of the preparations. There should be no problems, Tumbles left, answered him. There is almost no nutritional value in it, but it is primarily simple sugars. The guest should be arriving soon, the human holding the green canister called out. Do you all need anything before I go and get a cake thing? It's not a cake, yelled another human across the room. We are fine, Twistunder assured him. Hey! The human said as his face flushed with the dancing lights of eager delight. ''We were going to do a cake, not a cake,'' the other human corrected him. ''On the table over there,'' the human gestured towards the central table with the canister. ''But since you little dudes are over here, I can do it right here in front of you, so you can see the colours better.'' ''You doodlets like colours, right?'' ''We do,'' under agreed eagerly. ''Please, do the cake, not a cake!'' Interruption came in front of us, Twistunder continued. We will do that, bud, the human assured him as he turned and strode across the room. What is he going to do with the, um, not a cake? Thumbles left, asked. You are not a nutritional expert, Twistunder said, replying in humor. But there will be colors, and we do like colors. He rubbed his appendages in amusement and began to exchange greetings with the arriving humans. The pulsing of the human music started and the lights began flashing wildly. The guests were chatting and eating the small foodstuffs provided for them. After some time, the first two humans reappeared, one still holding the canister and the other holding a glistening sculpted of crystal. The lights normalized and the music drifted to an end. Those are pretty colors, the tumbles left said with admiration in the set of his body. What's the canister for? Twistunder suddenly asked as the humans approached. Why is that relevant? Tumblesleft asked. And now is a trigger mechanism attached to the exhaust end. Twistunder indicated with his gripping appendage. So um, Tumblesleft asked absently as he pulled himself further out of the tub as the humans set the knotter cake on the table and the lights dimmed while below human tolerance ranges. I think it would be safer underwater. Twistunder stated matching his actions and words as the canister triggered began clicking in time with the human's hand movements why do you tumbles left began with a rushing sound a spear of flame leapt from the canister trigger and the humans made a low sounds of approval tumbles left stiffened and seemed to stuck at the edge of the tub as the humans played the flame over the knotted cake the crystalline structure shifted and changed at the touch Once the entire surface had been altered, the human turned off the frame and the rest of the humans applauded. Tumbles left, eased back into the water and shuffled closer to Twistunder. The colors, Tumblesoft began softly. Very pretty, Twistunder finished for him. Safer, underwater, Tumblesleft observed. Usually is, Twistunder replied. I think the humans are inviting us out of the water, Tumblesleft indicated. How long does it take those crystalline structures to cool from direct flame exposure? Twistunder asked. A little longer. Tumbles left, said, inching closer to Twistunder. A little longer. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this dose of science fiction fun. I hope that you enjoyed. And if you did, please don't forget to support the author from the link down below.